You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter, at Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z. Hit us. Let's get these fantasy football spots filled. I know I had a couple of messages. That's why I'm getting to it now. And a lot of people saying, hey, when are you going to take, when, when can I get in on the fun? If you went in on the fun and you're listening to 713-780-3776, we'd be happy to sign you up right now. Yeah, no doubt. You can also reach out through Twitter as well. So whatever's easy for you at Moneyline975. Speaking of Twitter, shout out to one of our followers, Liberal Texas Diva. Great job taking over the Blitz. Enjoyed you guys, but it always feels good to be at home. Let's get paid. Hashtag Moneyline. Shout out to you. Thanks for always, always watching us or listening to us. She, uh, She's a faithful, faithful Moneyliner. No doubt. I, I'm sure you've noticed it as well after we did the Blitz. What was it, a week or two ago? A lot more Twitter followers coming in. So, hey, it seems like some people like the show. So that's good. Check us out. We've been in this spot 10 to noon uh, almost for a year now. And looks like football season's coming up. And we're going to try to do it again. So, man, and, we did pretty well last year, too. And like for betting our, list- wise and fantasy. our listeners that aren't used to because they listen now and they it's a little laid back. You know, it's off season, But... During NFL season, we run out of time. We're literally yeah. running out of here still giving picks and predictions because we're in from 10 to noon, and at noon those kickoffs are going off. We have our injury expert right here, Andrew, and he's giving out the latest breaking news on injuries. Once you get those, that last injury report, you have about an hour to set lineups. Your DFS lineups will be setting. We get on here, we set lineups, DraftKings, we give you season long. We try to do a little bit of everything on top of giving you picks. Yeah. So imagine that. We run through every game. We hit it from a fantasy angle. A betting angle. We have people from Rotto Grinders on. We have a bunch of different things that we throw in. Our our Gal Media All Stars. I can't wait to have that back. And like I said, just stay tuned. In about eight weeks, nine weeks, it's gonna start be popping because we're gonna be giving out picks. We are, and you know what I love about it is from a gambling perspective. We're talking about it like an hour before the game's kicking off. So Andrew gives us at about 11 a.m. all those actives and inactives. So we're telling you who to bet on. Jerry Bow giving you free picks on the air, you know, less than an hour from kickoff. You know, you have all the information. You've been thinking about it all week. So you get Jerry's best sports gambling advice right before the game start. I'm more the fantasy football expert, so you get exactly who I'm going to tell you to play, who the best you know flex plays are for the, the week. The flexi whatever, segment. Yes. For those that don't know, Josh does a flexi segment. It was fantastic like year, last year. I use it all the time. Like I said, it's, it's funny because we find a good medium between us two and prop bets, another yes. thing that we're going to be hitting. Uh, we always talk about, always know if there's a limit on something, if, the, if a sports book puts a limit on something, it's because they don't know which or which way to go with it. So whenever you see a 500 limit on player props, there's a reason they don't want to be liable to take $1,000 bets because they can't adjust it accordingly to get equal money on both sides, for right. example. There's not enough people saying whenever you say, hey, I'm taking Brady over 300 yards. Uh, there's not enough people saying no to be able to balance the line, betting no to make it worthwhile. So at the end of the day, they'd rather set a set a limit to where their, their, their liability isn't that 
big. So keep that in mind. We go through all types of stuff. Again, futures, fantasy bets, prop bets. We build lineups together. We do a little bit of everything every single Sunday from here to to, to the end of football. We haven't missed one show, whether it was Father's Day, Easter's. It didn't matter. We were in the booth trying to make some money. No doubt about it. I just knocked on wood, so hopefully we can keep doing this thing every Sunday. We have a lot of fun doing it. You almost missed one from uh, James Coney Island, right? (laughs) Coney Island almost... I mean, it almost got us to miss. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little bit of a close call there, but I, I pulled through. So, team money line, we we gotta we gotta get in here and do our job. Nothing's gonna stop us. Are you um, a outdoors kind of guy? Uh, I like to maybe sit outdoors in like a, a beer garden or something. I could do I could do that. Do you, you don't go camping and stuff, or did you go camping a lot as I a kid? I did when I was a kid, sure. Yeah, we'd go fishing, go camping when I was a kid. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, yeah, I never really ever do that anymore. Or even, And I liked it when I was a kid, but no. Nah, why do you ask? Well, story about a man who wants to be identified as Alexander was beaten within an inch of life by a large brown bear. Attacked him in the wilderness of Siberia. Ugh. The bear allegedly didn't eat him on the spot, but instead it dragged the man back to the base, uh, to the to the lair located in the Russia's remote Tuva region near Magnolia. Uh, basically, this guy's out there trying to do his outdoors gig, and he runs into this bear, but the bear drags him back. This guy was out here a month. A month. I don't know if I could believe this. I'm putting it in your hand, money line. Would you bet on this that this is true or not? Because He's out there a month. He says that basically the bear preserved him for as food for later. After he would wake up from the hibernation, he would eat him. <laughs> so during this month that he was out there as a victim, as he uh, he drank his urine to <laughs> he he lived off urine to basically survive. I don't know what I th- what to think about this. I mean. Look, you, you can drink urine. I've seen, like, the Bear Grylls, like, TV show, and, and they've done it a couple times. The other thing, I, but that doesn't really work. That's just going to dehydrate you more. Do you ever, have you seen that show, Naked and Afraid? Have you ever seen no, that? No, I've never seen it. They basically, they, they, they take two people, they're completely naked, and they put them, like, in the middle of nowhere. It could be, like, the swamps of Louisiana, or it could be, like, in the, the middle of nowhere in Africa, and they just give them a couple survival tools, like maybe a fire starter and, you know, something else. And they just leave them. And they have to survive for two weeks naked in the, in the middle of nowhere. And they have to, like, build their own shelter and, you know, get their own water, you know, hunt their own food, cook it, all that. Like, everything. You don't have anything. And typically, those people, the, the reason I bring this up, they can only make it, like, three or four days without water. Like, your body just starts shutting down. So, I, I just have... I don't. I don't buy this. You're not going to live a month, even if you're drinking your own urine. For God's sakes, you're not going to make it. Like I don't. I don't buy this. So I'm saying no. I, I've seen this article, but fold. Yeah, I, I'm not. No. The man was seriously injured by the violent animal. Basically, that's why he wasn't to walk away, uh, able to walk away or escape. That month goes by, and hunting dogs sniffed him out and discovered the man in a cave. They say that he. He looked like a corpse. He was severely emancipated, uh, emaciated, and his gray-colored skin tissue was rotting. Rushed to the hospitals. Local medics say they can't explain this. They can't. There's no explanation to this. There's not. 
the, the food thing you can deal with on those shows. A lot of those people drop like 30 pounds in like two weeks. It's crazy. So it's really, they can kind of just go without the food as long as they don't have to put out too much effort. You know, if you're, if you're trying to build a shelter and you don't have any food, you're going to burn out. But if you just kind of take it easy, you can make it, but it's the water, man. You got to have water. So that's where I'm just kind of, you know, maybe there was a way he got some water they're not talking about. I don't know, but that's the hang up for me. Something that is true that's been going around here and, has anyone ever told you you look like a movie star? Maybe a rocker? <laughs> Maybe a little Brad Pitt in you? No Brad Pitt, but every now and then I'd, I'll get a couple things. But I, I saw this article. This is pretty funny. What if somebody told you you look like a bootleg Leo Messi? <laughs> because according to this guy, 36-year-old, and I'm sorry if I butcher his name, Roman Burstev, he's been... He looks just like him. He looks a little like him, yeah. And 23 women that he conned into having sex thought so as well. So basically, they've been, I mean, he looks just like him. I, I'm telling you, I would I would have sex with him, I thought so. But, Did you fall for it too, Jerry? Well, I'm, a, I'm trying to get paid too. 23 women later and one guy, this guy says it's not his fault. It's not, how in court can they blame him? Because he says, I'm not telling them I'm messy. They come up on me. Just assuming. He doesn't even have to break the ice. Dude. Bootleg Messi. 36-year-old. He's a Russian security guard, and he said he was blessed. Sounds like he's blessed. Do you remember this happened about, ooh, I don't know, six, seven years ago with somebody saying they were Ben Roethlisberger in, in Pittsburgh running around claiming to be him, a lookalike, and he was doing the same thing. He was just shooting his shot everywhere he could, man. Like, And he did pretty well, like, it was just like this situation. There was like, he'd go up to 20, 30 girls and half of them would fall for it. it. It's unbelievable. Especially this day where you can literally just Google and image somebody on your phone and pull it up. And you can literally put it right next to their head and see if it checks out. I thought that Kawhi one was ridiculous where he was walking. Like, yeah, Kawhi's just going to be walking around the streets like that. And In his just, basketball uniform. And not, one, not one person just said, hey, that... That's not him. It's not him. Everyone else is looking for that clout. They're chasing it. I don't think Kawhi's 5'10". <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there there are some dead giveaways there that that is not the right guy. I, but I think sometimes people just want it to be the truth. You know what I mean? Like, like they want to go with it. They, they don't want to weigh that it could not be them because that's not an interesting story. Hey, I met somebody that looked like Ben Roethlisberger. Or, no, you want to hear that they met the person. I'm pregnant by Messi. Yes. You're like, no, baby girl, that's just a mess. And you're listening <laughs> to Money Line, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776, where we shake it like a Polaroid picture every single Sunday morning at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bo Knows. Twitter's speaking. We got one guy, uh, Daniel Turnbow, that says, did John Ross not participate in the 40-yard dash? 
He did not, but it's funny that you bring that up. He's It's actually reported him and one of these other really fast guys. They're planning on doing it next year. So, yeah, and we know he broke Chris Johnson's record. Chris Johnson was actually the co-host for Chad Ochocinco. So, and then, you know, that makes sense. They grab a lot of these fast guys. So, so yeah, John Ross, he is expected to participate next year. We shall see. But, hey, man, let's get all these guys in there. It's fun. I mean, what else are we watching in, in June, you know, from a football perspective? Eh, not much is going on, but I'll watch some guys run some 40, especially if we get bet on it. I mean, that's that's really where it matters. Deshaun Jackson is the other one besides John Ross. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's who I want to see in there as well. Yeah, they, they were talking about participating this year, but I don't think it happened. Well, it didn't happen, but I do think that they're planning on looking at doing it next year. Remember John Ross? He ran the 4-2-2. That broke the record at the yeah. compound that broke Chris Johnson's record. And it's kind of weird, though, because if you watch, you know, sometimes they overlay the guys running the 40s, the holograms of each other, you know, running on top. And they did the one with Chris Johnson and and with uh, John Ross, and it looked like Chris Johnson was faster from the video. But according to the the time, John Ross broke the record. There were a lot of people saying that they felt like they just kind of gave it to him to to break news, you know, to make it exciting. Like, oh, Chris Johnson's record's finally broken. I have no idea if that's true, but from the video, it kind of looks like it is true. But anyway, either way, both guys really fast. You run in the low four twos. That's pretty good. Might be worth your forty bucks. Yeah. Another shout out from Twitter champion, moneyline fantasy football league champion Ricky Wilson Ooh. says, "Team moneyline scorching hot today, hotter than the hundred and ten heat index here today." I don't know where he's at. Hundred and ten. That's rough. That is hot, man. But shout out to you as well. And Tricky Nick, he called in already. We have our first official entrant entry to the fantasy football league he was in last year, I believe. Tricky Nick gets on the list. Again, if you're out there listening right now, 713-780-3776. Give us a call. Let us know why you want to be in the Moneyline Leagues. Last year, we uh, there were some rings provided by Klein's Jewelry. They were fantastic, and I can't wait to see what's going on, uh, what's going to happen this year. Like I said, I'm getting revenge. I'm ready. I'm, I got to. I was getting a lot of trash talk last year. <laughs> My mailbox would be blown up when people are hitting me up. So I can't wait to get my revenge this year. And I'll probably have some. Uh, we will probably set up some more DraftKings uh, weekly stuff this year just to get everybody a chance. But again, if you want to if you want to get in on the league, 713-780-3776. They're open. Yeah, we'll get you in there. It's going to be a fun year. I, I can't wait to get this going. And uh, I'm ready to start. Make, make it some bets, too. We're going to get some of these season totals. We'll probably hit on those. We did a couple of them about a week or two ago, right? So if you want to hear our thoughts on some of the season win totals for some of the teams, you can go back to uh, Podcast Arena, check out Moneyline. I think it was from two weeks ago. But uh, anyway, what do you want to get into here? I, I thought this was kind of interesting. I saw this article about records to be broken in 2019 for the NFL and if you think about it, there are a lot of them that could go down because guys like Tom Brady and uh, Drew Brees, you know, they're starting to really rack up these numbers and come to some of these career totals. So what could be on the line this year is the career passing touchdowns record, which is currently held by Peyton Manning at, at 539. So I'm kind of interested to see if that comes and happens. Also, career pass attempts is going to be one that – that Drew Brees will have a chance to beat Brett Favre, which is over 10,000 career pass attempts. So I'm kind of interested to see if these happen. I'm, I just kind of, you know, with Peyton Manning, he holds a lot of records, but I think Tom Brady, the reason why he's continuing to play, 
a small portion of it besides, you know, winning championships. I think he wants to hold all these passing records, you know, over Peyton Manning. I, I think he wants to – and Drew Brees is in the mix here too. But I think that's one of the things Tom is going for. Like, he just wants to make this a open and shut case. Like, he wants to have all the championships and all the records. We are very spoiled to have all these quarterbacks in our lifetime, right? And yeah. to be able to say we watched them and we watched them go- compete against each other. That's huge. Drew Brees is just coming off last season when he passed Brett Favre and Peyton Manning for the most career passing yards. Remember, that was yeah. that was a big moment. Now you're saying he's going for the 539 uh, passing touchdowns? That leaves him only 19. He only needs 19. And Brady needs 22. This is a race. Yeah, it really It's a is. race to beat it. But at the end of the day, you ask yourself, where's the bar going to be set? Because not only are they going to be able to surpass the 539, where does that leave? How many years... How many years do these guys have left at 20, 25 touchdowns a season? That's going to be a tough number to catch. It is. I, th- I think Tom will break it this year. What does he need? 22, 20, uh, 23, I think, to break it. 22 to tie as far as the actual career passing touchdown mark. So I think Brady will break it this year if he stays healthy. Um, they are running the ball a lot more. We, we saw that with Sony Michelle, and, and then they took another running back in the draft there. They're kind of changing their their philosophy. And remember, you know, everybody thinks of you know Gronk as this great tight end pass catcher, but he's also one of the best blocking tight ends that was in the league. So I think that could that could hurt the running game a little bit for the Patriots. But I think the big thing with them is like Josh Gordon. Like, is he going to play this year? You know, that's because if you can add Gordon and lose Gronk, maybe that's a wash, right? They're both big guys that can get downfield and and create big plays. You got Edelman back. So I, I think that's big. I think they need Josh Gordon. I know they took a receiver in the first round, but typically receivers drafted in the first round, just they don't make an impact early in their careers. So how high do you have Edelman? Because currently he's being drafted around the 15th overall receiver, and that's right in between, let's say, after A.J. Green and Stephon Diggs, but before the question mark that is Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. I think right there it's all about your format, right? If it's PPR, you're taking Edelman. You know, if he's healthy, he's going to catch 100 balls. But if, if you're not in a PPR league and with his injury history, I think you maybe you put him behind those guys. Now, just to touch a little bit more on the Drew Brees and uh, breaking these records and a little bit of the other records, he only needs 387 pass attempts to, to surpass Favre as far as the career pass attempts of 10,169. He averages 420 a year, so I think he can very well do that. Single-season receptions record. His teammate Michael Thomas could very well touch that, coming off 125, led the league in receptions. That Marvin Harrison is what sticks out because that's who holds the record. That was a fantastic year, 143 catches. That is ridiculous now that we look back. Well, 143, imagine that. I mean, in a PPR, too. but And even just from a football perspective, my Lord, that's a lot of catches. 125, though, is what he's had. He needs 18 more. Do you think he can get there? Does the signing of, let's say, Jared Cook hurt him at all? Just anything. Not that he's a target monster, but anything that to hit that 143, you need every single piece that can get there. But Michael Thomas does that. He does. It feels like the Saints are starting to run the ball a little more, too. We're seeing that with these aging quarterbacks. They're trying to surround them with as much help as they can give them. 
I don't know if he gets to 143, man. That's that's such a big number. Michael Thomas could be the guy to do it, though, because all those first downs, the underneath routes, stuff like that. But you know Kamara's going to catch probably 50, 60 balls, maybe even 70. That's what's scary that's about there. And there, now yeah. that Kamara's going to be on the field even more with right. no Mark Ingram. Right. That That's going to be an extension of the run game. And even Cook, yeah, right. Passing in off out of first down, it's short passing to the to running back use and extension of the run game is is such a key weapon now in today's football and you've seen a lot lot more. I was listening to Warren Sharpie. He uh, he's fantastic. If you don't know who he is, check oh, him yeah, out. He good. just dropped his uh, his football analysis for this upcoming year and he talks about the percentages and the ratio of plays that are considered successful. And the key here is teams running out of or passing out of first down to the running back position, just just those quick jump, just just drop it off, drop it off. And you've seen that, especially with teams like, say, the Patriots. And yeah, going forward, that's what you're going to continue to see. So uh, when drafting this year, make sure you have a, a Christian McCaffrey, somebody that, that, that gets it like that because in the next five, six years, you, you better be able to have hands because you've not – that three down back doesn't really uh, – don't. I'm not going to say it doesn't work because you want to have them out there, but – you see third down specialists all the time. You got Duke Johnsons out there that looking for a team now, somebody that will use him more than what his current team because he wants to be more involved. He does. And on, on the other side of the coin, you look at guys like Jordan Howard that can only really play on first and second down. Always and, leading the league and drop passes. Yeah. And, you know, as a defense, you're like, they're not going to throw him the ball. You know, they, they, they kind of know. So it, it limits you. And I think that's why the Bears moved on. They wanted to be able to cycle in their running backs and have the defense not know if, if it's going to be a pass catch or not. And, and that's the way the, the league is going now. You remember guys like Alfred Morris for fantasy for years. He just never caught enough passes for him to matter. And so I think you're right. As we go forward, everybody's going to have to be able to catch the ball. It's just it's too important in the NFL now. It, it just is. One more important record, one that will sit heavy in your hearts here, being from Houston, my, the Houston listeners. Let me take you back to 1998 and a guy named Warren Moon. Single-season passing touchdowns by a player age 42 or older, 11 of them. We all know it's just a matter of time before Brady does it. Yep. RIP to the, to the moon record. <laughs> but uh, it was nice while it lasted. And that happened to be in the Seahawks jersey whenever he accomplished that. So just uh, another record that will be beaten. And for me, my big Ben Roethlisberger, career sacks taken. Brett Favre's 525. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm paced to beat that. He's and, 25 away, and it makes probably sense. get there. Oh, he he'll get there. Hopefully, he gets there in one piece. Yeah. When we got no when we get back, I'm gonna start piecing these best together. I've teased them, but we only got 30 minutes left, and people are saying, "Bo, I got things to do. Yeah, I got things to do. I gotta hurt my bookie. I gotta hit him where it hurts. Save me some ribs. We're about to party. ESPN 97.5. We would never get bruised. You the reason that I ever touched my first Franklin. Fast forward, I'm in Kanye crib with Kirk Franklin. It reminded me of how we used to dress up as a family. ESPN 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Carlson Radio, at Jerry Bo Knows. Again, 713-780-3776. We got another entry into the Fantasy Football League. We nice. got two, and I got one off of Twitter. My guy, Michael Whitman, says, I'm in again. The title's going to be his, he says, so... It's interesting. It's interesting. We got a lot of people wanting their uh, their their revenge. Everybody wants back in. It was a competitive league last year, man. It was it was fun. So, what do we uh, get into here? Let's see. I I saw that uh, the Harden thing you were talking about with the NBA hate, right? And Jerry's got some picks this segment, guys. Jerry's going to make you some money, so he's got some picks. But he had this article here about uh, about basically the most hated NBA players based on what part of the country they're in. And I know you got it pulled up there. It, kind of tell everybody. It's kind of interesting. So basically, 100,000 geotech tweets were taken into this study right after NBA season concluded, playoffs included. Okay. Here's what it came out to. 25 states says LeBron James is the most hated player. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Does it make sense to you? It, it Actually, it does. Yeah. Now, KD secured the second place 17 states. Does that make sense to you? Of course. All the, the, the burner Twitter account stuff with KD, he's got a lot of haters out there. Now the rest, and it gets it gets funny here because he's the the third guy followed following Durant is Kyrie Irving. Universally hated in New England, I guess the sour taste he's leaving over there. And now we know that he's probably going to go to the Nets. They hate him in that area, and all the flat earther stuff. That's not helping him either. A lot of people just kind of think he's a dumbass based on that. He's gone out of his way to tell people he doesn't think that anymore because he's been getting so much heat for it. And so and looking at this map, it's funny because where they, how they have the map of the United States, they have the actual picture of the players. So then in between all this LeBron and then you see all this KD and then you see on the top right of the map, you see the green Kyrie Irving, uh, Boston Celtics jersey. And then in between that, down there in between, right next to Texas, you see a unibrow, bunch of hair. And you're like, <laughs> wow, well, Louisiana hates K, uh, Anthony Davis. No surprise there. And again, remember, this was taken after the season ended. So you know, you're thinking, well, yeah, I see a lot of, I see a unibrow, and that's connecting these states. So, yeah, he's the most hated there. What is this red over here out of nowhere? Why is James Harden's face on Utah? <laughs> you know why. I know why for sure. It's funny. I know exactly why because he's 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 busted them up year after year. As Z Dog, they should yep. have had they should have had a picture of of Harden with Z Dog <laughs> holding hands because that's what's going on here. But it's funny because you don't see you don't see you see yellow. You see the 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 Warriors also Kevin Durant in the in the blue and yellow. AD, you don't even see a jersey, but then you see red. It just sticks out, and you're like, why is Harden in the middle over here? Yep. Harden's uh, the most hated player in Utah. It makes sense, man. He crushes their dreams every year. Haters, haters, haters. Wait a minute here. Let's not crush dreams. We have some money line entries. Let's get over to the HRMP listener line right now. Mark, you want to get in on the league. Why should you be allowed in the league? And why are you going to take it down this year? 
Well, I'm not going to say I'm going to take it down, but I can tell you this. I'll be competitive, and I'll be on top of it, but I do it for fun and grins, and uh, I think you guys will be a lot of fun to play with. I love it. So there you have it. Mark is in. We're going to go ahead and put you down and keep listening during the next few weeks. We're going to try to separate some of the drafts in different areas of town so it could help out, of, you know, depending on what side of town you're on. And, and it'll also be online. So if you can't make it out, you can do it online with your computer or your phone. But, hey, it's a lot more fun. You can talk a lot more trash in person. That, that's where all the fun stuff happens. So... We're going to have a few of them, Absolutely. like Jerry said, but you can still participate if you can't make it. All right. He's in. Let's go, let's move on. Thanks for calling in. Let's move on to the next caller. We have Trayvon, and he also wants to get in on the Money League. Uh, why are you going to be the champion this year? Well, uh, let's hope that I'm the champion, but also at the same time, I have a pretty good draft strategy in place. It's worked out. I actually finished uh, first uh, in three out of five leagues, and uh, actually – Unfortunately, I didn't make the playoffs in one of the leagues, but I ended up finishing third in uh, my fourth league. And I've been pretty consistent like that. I usually win at least uh, one to two leagues a year out of five. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty consistent in that. I'm looking forward to taking on this one this year. I love it. I love it, Trayvon. Let me ask you one thing. In case we get stuck together in the same league, I got I gotta, I gotta my eye on you. If you had the number one overall pick this year in the, in the league, who would you get? Saquon, Saquon. Yeah. You heard it here first. Trayvon, you're in the Moneyline League. Thanks for calling in, man. Thank you. See you. Yep. We will get your information. Anybody else, if you can't call in right now, hit us up at Moneyline975. We'll get everybody down. It's going to fill up. We filled up three leagues with no problem last year. So that's why we're starting a little earlier this year, too. Exactly. We want to start a little earlier, make sure that we have it all spread out. Because last year, we only had the draft at one location. It was fantastic. Yes. St. Arnold's held St. it down Arnold's for us. Great. It was And we'll probably end up maybe having it there again, the one that's going to be centralized. But again, Correct. we'll start asking, hey, not that I want to go show up to your house for meatloaf tonight. <laughs> But if I say, hey, what side of town you're on, it's to try to kind of kind of map you out because we're going to have one on the north side by Josh. We might have one on the south side by me, and we'll for sure have one centralized. And if we get enough entries from out of town, because I know we got a lot of out-of-town listeners out there. We I know do. Ricky's one of them, and he's the defending champion. We might have an out-of-town league, uh, just, just straight people from out of town, online league. And, again, there's a lot of options, but it's good to get the, the positions filled in now. Yeah, it's best to do it now because – and it's only going to build as we get closer, and we're not going to have as much time. We're going to be so busy doing prep for, for gambling and for fantasy football, we're not going to have the time like we do right now to try and get people signed up. Let's uh, transition over to something that stuck out to me. Did you hear uh, Andre Iguodala talking about how NBA players are obsessed with social media? I, I did see this. This It's just weird. And not to be naive, I don't want to be naive and say, I didn't. I'm not, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen, but to hear it the way he said, it may, it's interesting because we saw during the playoffs, was it the Sixers, right, with him beating them, they they had a phone on the sidelines. Yep. But to hear him say that even agents have a part to say, hey, man, we need 22 out of you tonight or however many points, does that interest you? It, it surprises me a little bit that they're going to their phones and checking their stats immediately, you know, if they were into stats, I figured they'd probably kind of know it off the top of their head. You know, when I played sports, I kind of knew if how many hits I got or how many points I had. But, yeah, it's interesting. They're going to social media just to kind of see what the what the pulse is of the people watching the games, what their agents are saying. Um, 
I don't know, I'd be a little more worried about just trying to win the game. You know, as a fan, I would hope that would be a little more important than, you know, hearing what your agent said or your Twitter followers, especially at halftime. But it's not like the NFL, right, to where, you know, there's so many changes going on at halftime, making adjustments for the second half. I imagine with the NBA, you know, we watch a lot of these uh, mic'd up coaches and stuff like that in the NBA, and it's just a lot of, hey, make sure you grab those loose balls and, you know, hey, we need to be rebounding and, you know, be, you know, be careful with the basketball. You know, it's a lot of just kind of coach speak. There's not a lot of actual coaching going on there. So that doesn't surprise me that there's probably not a lot to do at halftime for the NBA compared to the NFL. Jason Witten did come out and say, though, he firsthand, uh, firsthand saw social media adversely affect players in their careers. He said, basically, I've seen the negative impact social media can have, particularly on young players who grew up with Twitter and Instagram, such as integral part of life. A player checking Twitter at halftime, I've seen it. A player tweeting out grievance with an organization about playing time or how he's being utilized, I've seen it too far, Ooh, far too often. Cole Beasley, he's taking a shot right there. Exactly. And he says, but the most concerning thing about this is watching a really talented player corrupt his mind and confidence by reading all the critiques from anonymous football experts around the world. Negative social media can ruin a player. Reading your mentions, it's poison. It's bad. And just imagine what it does. Let's say not even in a game. You think if... And, and it's hard. Even me, I'll get some picks wrong, and someone's out saying, "Die! I hope yeah. you die today." And you're, you're the most worst. You're the worst guy. Of this. You're a fake. You're phoning. You just. It hurts your feelings. You, sure. You now it's. I, I've kind of grown a little thicker of a skin. People like Fred Fowler have reached out to me like, "Hey, you know what? Screw those guys. Like, they're no one. Just keep going. You know what I mean?" Yep. That's helped me out a lot. I just don't even read it now. But imagine if you're a guy that has two million followers and. That's all you do is you see negative stuff going. It's it's hard to tune that out. And being a young player in the NBA, coming up, being in that stuck in an Instagram, Twitter type life and world where everything revolves around that more than it revolves around real life, your opinion, let's say, at least. Sure. It, look, that's just most of it's going to be negative, right? Like, like take Twitter and people out of it. Like think about like suggestions boxes at restaurants. You think it's full of all positive stuff? Like, oh, it's the best hamburger I've ever had, and the service was perfect. No. What is it usually, you know, whether it's, you know, Yelp or just a, a suggestion box? It's probably 60%, 70% negative, right? So that's – and that's people writing those, right? And, and think about it, too. Are you as likely to go out of your way to message somebody if it's about something positive? Probably not. But if it's something negative, you, you – you reach out and you do that. You complain. And that's just that's just the nature of human beings. It's just you're seeing it on Twitter. And that's funny because a lot of these negative guys, the other day some guy tried to talk on jugs. And I said, hold up, let me see this guy. And I go click his, his profile. It was all negative. This guy makes a living of just going to people's thing and saying, hey, blah, blah. and I'm like, why, why do you even waste your time with someone with so negative? You know what I mean? That's yeah. all this guy. There's people that turn on Twitter and they just want to hit comment, reply, comment, re negative, negative, negative. I saw I said, man, let me not even waste my time with this cat. I mean, there's there's trolls out there, man. It is what it is. But, you know, it's just it's part of doing business, right? It's part of using Twitter. There's a lot of positive things about Twitter. We can promote our show. We, you know, tweet out funny stuff, give out picks. And, hey, you were talking about giving out some picks today, weren't you? Let's drop it right Ooh. now. Turn that up a little bit, Andrew. I'm in the zone. Both teams are on fire when I talk about Germany, Spain. Under 21 title. Live today. 
what's going to happen here? Oh, man, I really want to bet Germany. I think Germany is the hottest team, the most consistent team over the summer. Unbeaten in qualifying, first from their group, seven points. They score goals like nothing. The only reason I can't bet them, who that Spain team on the opposite side, they can score goals as well. I hope you see where I'm going with this. I see goals are plenty today. Let's look at Spain in the last five games. 4-1 win, 5-0 win, 2-1 win, 3-1 loss, 3-0 win. In common here, you're seeing five games, uh, five goals, five goals, three goals, four goals, three. Both teams scoring in three of the four, seeing them, them score three at least themselves in the four. Now you look today and you see the over under and you're like, it's got to be like five or something, right? Nah, it's at three. You're giving me money because Germany, well, let's see what they do. Four to two, one to one, six to one, three to one, two to one. There's goals everywhere. Not only can they score them, but they give them up as well. Today, in this final, for all the chips, all the money on the table, there's going to be goals, and I'm taking it to the bank. Spain, Germany, under 21 final, goals are plenty. Money's going to be knocking. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freezing full effect. I'm ready. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 975. And on ESPN975.com. Live from the ESPN975 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Prime time, clutch. Let's get clutch. Hey, last segment, 713-780-3776. It's time to turn it up. We dropped the banger. I'm going to drop it again. Over in that U21, in case you missed it, over in the U21 Germany-Spain final. I see goals coming to plenty. I see both teams are scoring over as well. If you can get that at plus money, go ahead and hit it. Over one, over one and a half in the first half. However, you get it juiced. Over two and a half, over three for the game. I see goals like I said, it's going to be at the minimum. I see one, one, two, oh, somewhere around two goals at halftime, and then we'll just cruise it on in after uh, in the second half. Nice, yeah. I'm just over here getting on my phone and uh, placing these bets that uh, Jerry gave out. So I'll hold off on that till the show's over. I got a little anxious to get those put in there. Also, we we got five entries, six with the one on Twitter to our Man- Moneyline Fantasy Football Leagues. Again, we're going to start opening them up now. Uh, the show's coming to an end, so if you want to start calling again next week, hey, we're we're gonna we, we we're gonna have to get an intern in here to help our man uh, Andrew. Y'all don't know if y'all are seeing him through the Twitch. This man's in here answering phones, making sure the jams get, making sure audios are lined up. We got to get him some help in here and while doing push-ups in between segments. This guy does it all. It's impressive. That's why he has to stay in such good physical shape because the job is so demanding. We got him doing way too much stuff. So we give it big ups to Andrew. And then I just got a message about the league. I'm going to win the league this year because I'm a bad beyond. I almost won last year. So, man, they're flooding in. So 
They're going to fill up, guys. There we go. Again, 713-780-3776. Get in on the, on the Moneyline Leagues. Next show, uh, if, you, if you can't give us a call right now, next week, line them up right at 10. We'll start taking them. And, again, I would say there's a max, but we're, we're just going to let it rip until we start filling up these leagues. But as of right now, we have six, and we're going to keep rolling. Yeah, we're going to keep going. And typically, these are either 10 or 12-team leagues. So it just it depends on how many people we end up getting total on how we're going to divvy that thing up. But it was really fun last year. We had, we had prizes. It was great. So I had fun. I made the playoffs. You know how it goes. Like when you're in one of these leagues and you're the so-called expert, you kind of want to make the playoffs or you look pretty bad. So luckily for me, I had a, had a really good team. Just you know how it is in fantasy. Sometimes you get the injury bug in the playoffs and it doesn't go your way. It's win or go home at that point. Somebody that things aren't going their way, this man right here. In back in April, the 2019 McLaren 600 LT Spider hit the roads, right? And yep. these are limited. Yeah, sweet rides. Well, this guy he bought this car, pulled out the lot. Well, British Columbia driver was clocked going 110 miles per hour right after getting it. <laughs> The ticket was enough for police to have to immediately impound him and take him to jail. Really? So imagine getting that kind of car. You're like, hey, come on. All right, my bad. I was just, I was trying to get it a little bit. Like, give me a break. That cop wasn't having it. He said, this is an offense where I have to, I have to take the car. It's not me. It's you. You got to go. So basically, this man ended up in jail. The ticket was only $368. What? Yeah, but he was going so fast that it's not an option. You know what? It depends on where you are, but, I mean, that can happen here, too. I think they call it, you know, like reckless driving or, you know, putting people, you know, an endangerment, a ticket for something like that. And I think it's mostly up to the officer's discretion. But, yeah, man, if you're going over 100 miles an hour, it's not going to be good. Ten minutes is literally what he got to drive the car. So you know, you know how it is. You, you got in that car. Yeah. You, you at the first red light. You boom, boom. You felt to yeah. boom. You you're like, nah, I got to feel. Mm-hmm. You gone, and then you're like, what happened? And then you try to explain, like, hey, he's going to let me off easy. Hey, I just got the car. Yeah, it's my fire officer. Here's you know, here's yeah. my thing. Oh yeah, everything checks out clear. Nah. That cop wouldn't have it. Anytime anybody chooses to speed excessively, it puts everyone on risk on the road, including the driver and everyone around them. These types of speeds are very dangerous. You're going to jail. Man, and that that happens. Man, there used to be, like, races out in, in my neck of the woods. Like, uh, I won't get into too much detail. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But, I mean, that used to be, like, the deal. People go out there on the weekends and watch that stuff. And, you know, it was exciting. I think there were a little bit of gambling going on out there, too. But, uh you know, this is a situation, I think, where this guy just, yeah, like you said, he just got the car. He probably got a little carried away. He wanted to see what it could do. Now, if you have enough money to buy that car, I think you probably have enough money to get a nice radar detector. I think that probably should have been the move right well, there. Well, crazy about this, they said he paid 2500 just to get it imported, the car here. <laughs> so you think he's worried about that 368 It's more the embarrassment and the... Don't, yeah. don't mess up my car. You know how those 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 impound lots. Impa- yeah. yeah. They, I mean, come on. The wrecker shows up. I hate to call a tow truck driver. You know, they hate that. The wrecker guy out yeah. there is like, right now, like, don't disrespect me, bro. The wrecker, they show up. I mean, imagine being a wrecker, being liable for this thing. You're like, man, 
I don't want to deal with this. No, and man. And where am I taking this? You're not just taking this to any car. Like, no. When you pull up and all those other cars, you know, they usually throw them to like a salvage. You pick it up like yeah. at a salvage lot. Like, you're like, what did y'all do to my car? Yeah. Eight pit bulls are on Imagine around. the this McLaren sitting there and you're just like, Oh, People dude. are all taking pictures with it. You're like, hey, what are y'all doing? <laughs> dude, I bet that thing gets snuck out at night. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know he did. All right, another guy here that is on the wrong side of things to get out of here with a good laugh. Have you ever wanted to sue somebody because you didn't get the the food that was pictured or the food didn't come out as, as properly as you imagined? I haven't wanted to sue him, but... Yeah, sure, I've had complaints, but this is a whole nother level, right? Tell him about it. Well, I mean, basically, this guy is is suing because he didn't get enough hash browns in his meal. I mean, I think there was something like, there was, he only got like two of them. It's kind of like those little dime-sized little hash browns where, you, you know, you get the little bag. And I think there's usually like 10 or 12 of them in the, in the bag. And he only got two. And then I believe that he, he complained about it. Yeah, 50-year-old Tommy Martin said that that's a far cry from the 10 hash browns right. that, in the small order that's featured in the picture. He says, that's a small order, and there's 10. Yes. And y'all are giving me two. We're going to court. But what's funny is, is he gave them the opportunity to, to make it good and give them you know, the amount of hash browns he was supposed to get. And then they, they said no. I mean, they treated him like a jerk. What I thought was funny was... It's not a money issue, quote. I just wanted to be treated fairly. The manager came back and said, this is what you get. He said, I got home with a tear in my eye. I've got to do something. (laughs) tear in my eye because Hardee's didn't give me enough hash browns. A tear in your eye? (laughs) For him? Come on. Like, now we're getting serious. Now we're going to start soon. The other day I went and ordered a... Shout out to Raheel for the for the well done, but that's turning into a headache because people don't want to do it now. So I did a well done, and my pet, my my bread came out like it had been through a car wash. Yeah, so Chick Fil A. Yeah, so they're like, oh yeah, you want this extra crispy? Well, we'll give you this extra soggy. See, and they're catching on to the trick. That's the way you ensure that you get a fresh sandwich is you ask for well done. If you want fresh fries, say no salt and then ask for a packet of salt. I'm like, oh, we got one of these guys. Very nice. Uh Come here, guy. Well, this is what you get with your patty and your moist, moist bread. What you got here was winners. And I hope you caught on that that's what we do every single Sunday. Football is near. Football is dear to our heart. And so is money. I hope we get that going together. Signing off for the squad. Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow knows. You guys have a great, great Sunday. Peace. ESPN 97.5.